All right, so. All right. Welcome to Under the Blanket, and I'm letting go and I'm releasing. So release with us all the trips, all the all the separation, everything you can release. Right now, the here and now is a light of presence. The most powerful medicine is here and now to simply show us where we're holding right now. And immediately this presence is so powerful that you see where you're holding and you let go all that you see you're holding. So just let that be what this podcast is about, listener. Just let it wash over you and release and release. And you don't have to release anything you're not ready to release. So basically take a big shit. Now, <laughs> I have Marcus Rummery uh, with us uh, on the show again. Marcus, say hello. Yo, what's up, Baba? Author and yogi. Author and yogi, and also student of psychedelic therapy. Because in the in the new world of of legal psychedelic therapy, the new old world, because there was a, a clinic in Vancouver for 20 years. Uh, I'm going to be a legit legal psychedelic therapist. Uh, that uh, to me, that is not like some people might not think that's a big deal, but I think that is a sign that right now, uh, the '60s, that wave of awakening in the '60s, mm. is happening again. That same energy. Now it's not manifesting the same. It's manifesting as a legal thing. It's also manifesting as the uprisings in 2020 and COVID. And the issues with climate change and technology changes and social media. But all that is how it manifests now. It's basically the same energy, you know, the same energy of awakening. Yeah, like an inner revolution. I mean, there will be external manifestations, fella, but I just feel it's we're all one. So you change your head, it all changes. And uh, that's what we're working on right now. Well, I think that the 60s was probably a hell of a party, and I'm sorry I missed it. Yeah, yeah. it depends who you think you are. For, you know, who we really are, we've lived every life there is. And if you could just relax into that consciousness right now, you listen to Are you able well. to access these other lives? You say yes. you've lived every life. You're able well, to access I might as well be honest. Since I am telling the truth, I am... All of it. I am you. I am all these lives. I've lived out. I've already lived out every form there is. And and just not in this planet. Mm -hmm. Every form in this universe. And that's one universe of infinite physical universes. And is that because you became a Scientologist? Or is that for everyone has this? Well, I also (laughs) am Tom Cruise. So... (laughs) No, to join my organization, you simply have to cut off one ball. Women, they're already members, actually. All the women are the already members just by having a period. If you have a period, you're a woman out there, you are a member. But men, to join, you have to cut off a ball and mail it to, um, let's see, uh, Trump. It's a mail to him. He'll appreciate it. No, that it's really your ball. Maybe you've cut off someone else's ball and you're sending it in. Either way, it works. (laughs) (laughs) 
So anyway, you get it. It's like what it is really is another way to put it is becoming nobody special. You just go into it all and you don't feel separate. The only thing that feels separate is illusion. You be in this place, this state of psychedelics. They show you a glimpse of it. When I use psychedelics, what they did was they for about two hours, sometimes four hours, they put me in this state I am at now. But just glimpsing, I go in, I look around, I hang out with who I am now. So I hang out with who I am now. And then that gives me the faith to do the inner work, to let go of all the attachments, aversions, and trips. So I could mm-hmm. become that. Finally, I gave up becoming because that's just another trip. And just be it, be in the here and now, you know. And do you find that the state of consciousness you're in now is is like monolithic like that? You always feel like that? It's always the same? It's it's living in the it's learning to live in this place where it doesn't flicker. Where I am now it, it is eternal. It's it's like uh, just presence, complete fulfillment. Now on another level, I'm a human being, and there's a mind, and there's sensations, and all that. But that's not who I am. I'm learning to live in this place of eternity, and all that just happens like clouds, you know. And I just just be the sky and there is though this process of awakening in the illusion that i'm on as a as an individual consciousness i'm on this journey of awakening but i'm in the place where i see it's all it's our journey Mm -hmm. so i wanted to start the show from the human perspective now because i am not he who desires so the show um will be started i am not the doer with a story. Now, here's the story, and Marcus wasn't told this story. Never so, heard uh, story before. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And keep, so this, um, in A Harbor City, as a human being, I live in New Jersey, and there's this city here that's more like, you know, a mini, a town. It's just called a city. But it's, you know, not anything. It's near Atlantic City. People might be familiar with that, which is like the Trump had a casino there. So, uh, he, so anyway, the whole, this city, I've been living here for almost a decade, coming on a decade or something like that. And, um, I slowly got into this one corner, um, performing like singing and dancing. And eventually four years ago, I got into often and, um, you know, not being the doer though. So he's singing and, and dancing. But I'm not doing that. It's just happening. And and then, of course. Wait a second here. Are you just singing? You got There's no instruments. There's no recorded music accompaniment. You're just jamming out? Acapella. Wow. Like this. American woman, stay away from me. And I'm like waving a peace sign and doing a little dance. And anyway, when I first started out, I did occasionally get the cops calling me. First of all, <laughs> let's honor that I, on a certain level, have that white privilege. If it was a person of color, especially a black man doing that, that would be a, a whole different. There's an army of Karens out there that really are attracted to black men. In fact, these army of Karens, so watch out for them if you're black out there on the physical human level because we're all one. But, you know, they, they'll find you. And if you're just being a black guy, mm-hmm. they won't deal with their own extreme attraction instead they will call the cops and they that's how they'll deal with it it's really sad but anyway i don't gotta deal with that yeah i have have tons of black friends here and it's just not like that at all in canada (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, at least in Vancouver. Yeah, I've got- heard it's very different. This uh, this is America uh, where I, I'm at. It's very different than Canada, I heard. My, my buddy here, he clearly had been smoking weed, black guy, and the cop let him go. He, he's driving his car. He gets pulled over, clearly smells of weed. And they're like, yeah, no, whatever, man. <laughs> so well, that, you know, th- that is uh, a, sounds like that's a plus of living in that country, you know? It's probably not like, that, it's not like that across the whole country. And I think Native people have a different uh, experience that's much harsher. Maybe yeah. similar to black states. I don't know. But it's it's just different. It's almost like every every culture has to have an out group. Because I'm from actually out east in Ottawa, uh, and everyone used to make fun of Vanier, which was this like French part of Ottawa that was you know low, kind of like Jersey, the New Jersey or something. And my friend was my friend's a comic. And he's native. And he said uh, Vanier, the native word for cheap laughs. Yeah, I see. So it's like ingrained into the culture. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's a part of uh, South Jersey. And like there are different parts in America where it's different. Mm -hmm. But in this particular place, uh, on the human level where I have white or lighter skin or whatever you call it, even though we're all the human race, people understand that. I'm sure out there listening to this. So uh, that comes with a privilege. So I it's like using the privilege to promote uh, positivity and peace and love and without with like vibration. So it's not just the singing, dancing that might make someone smile on that level, but also sending out vibrations of oneness. So with all that, the cops occasionally did get called on me and uh, they would be really cool. And I just talked to them about meditation and they leave. Eventually it happened. Not very often, but they, just got, they must have just got a system where they just tell the person I'm leaving or something. They got it worked out because they never ended up ever doing it after that. But the point being, I got all kinds of, you know, reactions. But the, I, I go in there with like the Gita, the Bhagavad Gita says, don't be attached to results. It's not about making people happy or smile and laugh. That happens. But I am not expecting that are attached to that. I'm just going in there because it's just like a person being a police officer or being a chef or being whoever. It doesn't matter. All that is equally important. It's all how you approach it from your consciousness. A person working at McDonald's could be in the same state of consciousness and put out that message while serving uh, McDonald's. So you show that the potential's there. You know, so that anyway, the story is I, one of the songs, maybe you're familiar with, are you familiar with the band, The Eagles? Yes. All right, so The Eagles is a pretty popular band, and they have this song uh, from the 70s, Take It Easy. Yeah, love it. Uh, yeah, so there's a line from it, and I'm going to sing it, so bear with me. It's really uh, the lyrics of the one part. I was standing on a corner in a city. Such a groovy <laughs> sight to see. It's a girl, my lord, in a flatbed fold, slowing down to take a look at me. So, you could, could nice. you predict what happened? Now, just knowing uh, that yeah. all that lead up to the story, use your, you know, you have that really sharp mind with yeah. the logical stuff. So, I just gave you all these clues about what's going to happen in the next part of the story. Let's see if you can, using 
So even though we aren't our mind, it could be a servant and in soul. So see if you could use your mind to finish that story. What was he going to say? What was Bobby here, love, going to say? The girl, there's a girl in a flatbed Ford that slows down and takes a look at you and picks you up and you go uh, to get a motel room or something. Well, not the motel room. I am with uh, my partner, Elise, and I'm monogamous and all that. But she yeah, did but slow down to take a look. Box. Yeah, yeah, I would. I'm cool with, uh, you know, I'm just, and I'm not into sexuality anyway. That it's all about just pure total love. That That's is not just what the girl on the board told me. <laughs> what do you know, Cracker? <laughs> Trying to blow up my scene, Cracker? All right. <laughs> anyway, no, so she slowed down and she looked, and I just, I had been thinking before that happened. Occasionally a thought would come up when I was singing that particular song, would there be a, at some point, there's probably going to be uh, that happen, just like the song lyric. And in fact, I found out flatbed Ford means it was a Ford with the bed, but it had a, like a, a covering that you could detach. So was the, it right? wasn't exactly 100% scientifically accurate, depending on how you define flatbed Ford, but it was the but bed it and it was just, yeah, it was a Ford. Well, that's good enough. Right, that's what I'm saying. So anyway, this is the subject that I, I feel this is important because they talk about spiritual awakening on the show and, and everything's related to that, so you could talk about anything. But I want to get into... Yeah, I want to go into the age-old debate, the age-old philosophical... I'm sure the psychedelic community has debated this while being affected. It's the whole, you know, determinism, destiny, free will, accidents... All that. Well, there's a, a, the, the, in a way uh, that's not that's like magic because you're creating reality with your words, or it's coincidence or synchronicity. But there's something about the harnessing of intention, and, and a lot of uh, tantra is is like that. Sometimes it's a lot of times it's putting hexes on people. Yeah, uh, yeah. As yeah, it is uh, in, in, with the Iowa Scarab. Uh, it's putting hexes on people or figuring out who put a hex on you. But there's an idea of a, a magical ritual to enact an intention. And the early Vedas were these um, sound and fire rituals that, and, and like, uh, you know, the, the, the Sanskrit is programmed to make you feel good. It's like they worked out the sounds and Ananda, Shivananda, uh, you know, um, Asana, Anahata, heart chakra, prana, like it's just this flowing, beautiful language. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but it's it's the idea that you you said it and it happened. And I've gotten involved with with tantric rituals, sex magic, chaos magic. Uh, it's something that I'm interested in. And it yeah, seems yeah. Well, as far as that goes, from my perspective, I don't use like I, we're I, my tradition or lineage. We call it cities, spiritual powers yoga mm. tradition and mm. from my perspective there like my, my guru said powers are big shit and he was saying that because uh if you think you're doing that and you're in you're make you're using the mind in the sense of being lost in the mind and i'm gonna do this and i'm the one using the power they will work in fact mukananda was a guru that went that path and he had mm. all kinds of powers and many people report it and it's like he was, but the difference is he's going on a power trip about it. There's ego. He's sitting there. He's doing the powers. The thing with powers, the trick is, it's just like everything else. You're not the doer. You give up being the doer. So if powers are used, they're being used 
like as a flow, just like taking a shit or making love or walking down the street. Are you walking down the street, cracker? Are you taking a shit, cracker? Are you using the spiritual power, cracker? You just see that it's like it's all us. It's all us. So if anything manifests or anything like that, that's us manifesting ourselves. You know, and what about this, Marcus? Like from this perspective, there is no accidents. Like everything is a program. When I took birth into this incarnation, all of the past, present, and future is one big package with not one accident. And it's designed in the cosmic conspiracy. We talked about this before. So the cosmic conspiracies, all beings everywhere and all levels conspired at the deepest core level with this particular incarnation. So all that happens in this particular incarnation is designed to bring me to this moment where I can be who I really am rather than who I think I am. Which it's very deterministic, though. It's very deterministic. There's, there's a loss of agency there. There's a loss of the value of subjective flow of felt experience with, with all of this kind of ego uh, negating. You know, it's, it, it's, it's quite extreme that way. Well, I'm not telling anyone to go on this trip. Uh, I I feel I allow I allow all beings to go on whatever trip they're going on the trip of I'm making a decision. I'm washing the dish, all the different powers, thinking they're a person, thinking they're a woman, thinking all all that stuff is fine. You see, from my perspective, I've gone all the trips. I'm here now. There is no trips. But yeah, I see all the trips with an illusion. And I am that being going on that trip. And I'm at the beginning, middle, and end of it. So if someone goes on a trip where they I believe in free will and I'm making a decision to take a shit, they're sitting there like, I'm going to take a shit now. And then they go and they take a shit. You see, that's fine. That's a trip. And I'm cool with that. I allow all that trip. So I'm just explaining, you know, offering. But this is more elaborate me. than that. It's, it's not just taking shit. It's saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to manifest a girl in flatbed forward driving by me. Or I'm going to figure out who put a hex on me or I'm going to put a hex on somebody or I'm going to get a bunch of money or this I'm going to achieve this project. Like I used a lot of goal setting and getting my book published and and things that I articulated as goals that seem to happen even with like in that case, it happened because I worked at it. And it's not the same as when you set a goal and it happens, even though you really didn't do anything about it. There's something about articulating the intention, focusing it that is powerful. Yeah, but that from my perspective, that's a trip. And I, like I'm saying, mm-hmm. everybody, can, any being can go on any trip they wish mm-hmm. to. And there's nothing wrong or right about going on the trip. We all go all the trips together. So if a yeah. person's out there going on a trip about spiritual powers and intending to do something and all that from an individualist perspective, that's okay. I've done that trip and I'm doing it. I'm in the middle of it and I'm at the end of it. And that see, that's what it comes down to is love allows it all to be in its perfection allows it all to be as it is doesn't try to change it see that's what happens at a certain point in this awakening process you've had enough of everything in the external world and all the trips head trips and all the this is and that and i'm gonna have spiritual powers or i'm gonna get worldly success or all that stuff it's not that it's good or bad or any of that it's just you had enough and you just go and you just be in this place and nothing compares to that place. Anything you can get out there, whether a manifestation of that or you win the lottery 
or this and that, it will give you a sense of a rush. You will even you could maybe maintain that rush and try to get more and more stuff to get more and more rush. Maintaining that, you know? that state of non-duality. What about that rush and the enlightenment trip and the, the idea that you're uh, you've attained the state that's but the way you describe it is that it's always the same. And it's just that sounds uh, unlikely that you're always in this place of Timothy Leary said you're never a mystic for more than 15 minutes. Or maybe it was five minutes. I can't remember. But I'm just, you know, it's it's interesting that that you that you feel that you're always in this, if I can call it non-duality. You haven't described it that way, but you know, the, the, the which is beyond the Maya, the samsara, the 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 heads and tails of the phenomenological world, the state of, and I think I have had a glimpse of that, and it was incredible. Uh, and it was quite different than the states of euphoria that I associate with other psychedelic processes where it's like you've you've worked through a trauma or you're it's a kind of rebirth perinatal thing. But this was something else that felt detached from that stuff. That stuff felt more base and lower. And this was and I have had a glimpse of that and I can see how appealing that would be. But I'm just well, curious what it's like to be like that all the time. It just sounds it almost sounds boring. From a certain perspective, it could be seen that way. I mean, the thing is about it that you just, you had enough, you can't fool yourself anymore. It's like thoughts, emotions, sensations, ego trips, astral planes, all the different trips. They're groovy and there's bad things about them, good things about them in the sense of enjoying. And there's, you get a lot of rushes out of them and that's all fine. But you get to the point where you just see there's a sky. And it, when you see there's a sky that allows all the clouds to be and come and go, you can't help but just fall into that sky and be the sky all the time. But the thing is, do I get caught up in clouds? There is a process that's not me. You see, there uh, that being that gets caught up in, say, has anger and then gets caught up in it and then lets go of the anger. That's a diff. That's my soul going on the journey. That's Sita and Ravana and all the other levels. I'm not saying I'm not a human being and all that goes on. I'm just saying I am right now seeing that who I really am, who we really are, is this, and we just learn to live in it, and we, it just gets easier and easier, and we just trust that everything that happens to us on the level where things happen to us is every moment there's a message and a, uh, uh, what you need to awaken. And if, if I do say on that level, get all get angry, that becomes my awakening. I notice that that happens. So I'm like, Ooh, look, there I go getting angry immediately. As that happens, I see the sky. It's like the forgetting triggers the remembering and that's all part of awakening it's like Leonard Cohen has a good line when he says he says uh when hatred with with its package comes you forbid delivery yeah and you stop being so like hung up about all that anyway what's wrong with being human like we just be full it's interesting about cities is that Patanjali said that cities were uh, almost like side effects of spiritual development. As you as you ascended through the different levels, you would naturally develop these kind of occult powers. He also said you could get them from light bearing herbs. At least that's what Terence McKenna said. Um, and it, and it's it, it it kind of seems to be true. Like when I'm teaching yoga, uh, I 
maybe once a week at least, I think a correction and the person does it without me saying anything. It's, it's kind of interesting. And even just with like getting my book published and, and things like that. So if, if there's a message for people, for me, it's like articulate, and this, it's a pretty banal message, but articulate what you want to do because just articulating it, just putting it into a sentence, particularly if you write it down is a kind of a magical thing. Whereas you're like past all that. You're, you just want to be in the world and, and attain this, this state of um, non-ego and I get it. I think that sounds like a like a reasonable uh, approach to life. I look at it as what you're describing in your yoga class and someone going on to say a different trip, whatever trips anyone goes on, whatever. Like I all it's really simple. Like people don't realize how simple it is. Once you just see it all as yourself, all of it as yourself. It's OK. It's all OK. It's simple. It's enough. It's like this feeling of enough. And you you don't have to do anything about it or you, you see that it's all the self. And thus you see if there's a being that say on a trip about it, you allow that and you see it's yourself going on that trip. So it just has this sense of I am just myself to like if someone gets something from something I say, that's their self calling their self back to the self. It's like going on the trips is part of it. You see that all of it's part of the suffering, the going on the trips, psychedelics, not psychedelics, all the methods, what happened in the history of the planet, what will happen. It's all part of this one process that goes forward on this level that I see it. Every moment is going more and more into consciousness. And yet there's a level where you were saying where I am past that. And it's just like, like the Beatles said, strawberry fields forever. Like nothing is real, nothing to get come up, uh, hung up about and all that kind of stuff. So it just like right now, it's, it's just about beginning again. It's like if I go starting to think I what attain oneness and how often do I attain oneness? I'm missing it. It's this moment. Begin again now. And you just let go and you just open, you know. How do you find work uh, uh, interacts with this kind of philosophy? Like. You got to go to work. You don't want to go to work or whatever. Stressful. Well, I, um, as, as far as an individual human level, I am a spiritual advisor and I um, shout out to uh, donate people that give me the donations, especially the ones that do it often. Um, and so you that have this helps like the Well, it's my services are completely free. Uh-huh. Um. I do and the donations are enough right now. So if someone wants to donate that and feels right in their heart, that's fine. But the donations are enough and these people are dedicated. Well, this one person in particular, because it's like the, the other donations eh, here and there with this one person, you're listening to this now. I love you, comrade. I love you so much. That person. Are is, they a communist? What, are they a what? <laughs> are they a communist? Yes, yeah, they're a person. They believe in sharing, and they really are supportive of all this Facebook stuff, the art, the podcast, all that. They they have been very helped with it in ways that are never priceless. So that enables me to do work with people that don't feel like donating at all. It's all fine. And then I do have government help, and I have family that I know. So with that sort of situation, living a meager life, I don't have a car. I rent. It's like I live with my partner. She's here, too. It's like I just get through month to month 
but I, I trust from this place that that's perfect. That's all part of waking up and whatever will happen to him as a human being. That's okay. That's okay. I trust that it will be for my awakening, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And when issues about that attachments, to the money are anxieties. That's just a cloud. Oh, look, there's the cloud of lust. There's the cloud of anxiety. There's the cloud of depression. There's the cloud of boredom. Like, have you ever tried, Marcus, to sit there and just be like, okay, I feel bored, but just be with it and, like, just see the beauty of it and just appreciate it fully? Stanislav Graf says to feel an emotion through to completion is its funeral pyre. Yeah, yeah. Your emotions just flow naturally. Uh, If you resist them, they persist. To feel better, you have to feel more. That's a beautiful way that he put it. He's, he's, uh, we are reaching the end of the show, though. I could go on and on about Stanislav Grof. He's amazing. But we, uh, oh, yeah. before never we end the show, if you could this... plug your books and all that. Oh, yeah. My book is Shamanic Graffiti, and uh, it is about Hollywood Hospital near Vancouver, where they had a LSD psychotherapy clinic for almost 20 years. And it's about the whole history of shamanism and psychedelics and the whole history of the future of psychedelic therapy. And my, my uh, website is therumry.ca. And I'm on Facebook as Marcus Rummery. And I'm on Instagram as New Huxley, which was a mistake. It's N-U-H-U-X-L-I. Because I love all this Huxley. We should talk about him next time. And Stanislav Grof. Yeah, we'll 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 we could do a whole. Uh, I'm familiar with uh, the book Doors of Perception, and I studied Huxley's mm-hmm. life and all that time period. We should go into like a psychedelic '60s discussion, Absolutely. you know, where we go into Huxley and Hubbard and Leary sure. and that stuff. I'm very familiar with, and uh, I do feel like an astral sort of past life connection with. I had a on an astral level had a past life in the 60s on a soul's journey and all that. We could throw that in there or whatever. Cool. But the point is, uh, we are ending the show. And everybody out there, this is, I am just, I'm here. You take it, leave it. You could think, have a trip about what I'm saying. Uh, don't, you know, I'm just, this is just, uh, I'm just like, whatever. You know, it's the profound whatever. I'm not telling you how to think or laying a trip on you. And you think that's laying a trip. If you think he's laying a trip on you, that's okay. Okay. Here we are. Let's get on with that. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Marcus. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. I had a good time. Yeah, I I feel this was definitely uh, my Siddhana. Like we're talking about before the awakening process. There's that level where the process and why this was going on. I'm just allowing him to talk, allowing him to listen and just releasing all this karmic stuff into Mm. Kali where she eats and eats and eats. But also, you know, like you were saying certain things and that I felt energy from that. And and that's like the consuming. So there's all the energies of the universe and the energies of this podcast. It's like like we're talking about that other episode on Jeff's show. Mm hmm. All right. So, everybody, this has been Under the Blanket with your host, Baba Here Love. I'm nobody special. I realize nothing special. You have this within you.